Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Marketing Freaks podcast. And the first episode of a new series we're going to be running called My Business Story. So, over the coming months, we're going to be talking to various different founders of businesses in different sectors to find out about their stories, their journeys, what's worked, some of the challenges they've had. In the first episode of this series, we're talking to Molly Baker, who runs Indie Consulting, a digital marketing agency and consultancy in the US. And I caught up with her in London to talk about her business journey. Really hope you find this one interesting. As always, it's a big ask, but please do give us a follow. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all your favorite podcast places, just pop over and subscribe. It's always hugely appreciated. And without further ado, let's get started with the episode. Molly, how are you? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Well, thanks very much for joining me. Welcome to this, but also welcome to London. Thank you so much. You've brought lovely weather. Yeah, no, happy to be here. Yeah, I mean, you've picked a good week, so congratulations on that front. <laughs> um, so we're going to be talking, I guess, a bit about marketing, a bit about how you market your own business, work for clients, um, but also kind of your business and your story within your own business as well. Awesome. So it should be fun. Um, how about we kick off with, do you want to just give us an overview of you and your background and indie consulting and what you do and what life is like in the world of Molly? Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, so I've had uh, all of my career so far has been within the marketing space. I started as a media buyer agency side in New York after college for a few years, which was cool. everything you would expect it to be. Um, I then went brand side and worked at Ben and Jerry's for a bit and spent a few years there, which was also oh. fun. Yeah, <laughs> lots of ice cream uh, and did global marketing there. So a little bit of okay. a different experience and yep. out of the weeds of the paid social and search world that I had been living in. Um, and then, you know, after a few years at Ben and Jerry's, always wanted to try to start my own business and uh, spent a lot of time thinking about, you know, is marketing the place to do that? And do I do I like marketing enough to do that? Uh, and the answer was yes. So really cool. kind of set out to try to change how we perceive agencies. I think at the time, and it seems to be better now, but agency was like a dirty word. Like no one likes their agency. No one trusts their agency. They don't know who's working on the business. They don't yeah, yeah. have connections with them, like that yeah. whole situation. So wanted to kind of take a different approach to client services and offer digital support, end-to-end -end digital support, really led with digital strategy as sort of our core offering. Yeah, and was that, I guess, you were those lessons learned from being brand side? I would say both, honestly. Yeah. I think brand side, absolutely, but even agency side, it was interesting seeing how certain teams were structured and the types of relationships that people had with some clients but not others and yeah, yeah. what was working there and not yeah. uh, was a good experience as well. Yeah, absolutely. So indie consulting... Tell us a little bit about what that does, because it's fairly similar to our business, which is really cool. But looking at your site, I think you frame yourselves in different, in quite a different way. So like keen to hear about, yeah, tell us what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. So we are a full service digital marketing firm. Um, we kind of are a hybrid mix of an agency and consultancy model. So we have some 
just pure consultancy type of work okay. where we're coming in and advising and assist helping people execute. And then we do do some execution as well, whether that's in the paid space or website development, social media, et cetera. Yep. Um, I think, you know, our approach, generally speaking, is to try to provide sort of an empathetic way of client services and marketing. So how do we improve people's day to some extent, whether yeah, yeah. it's a post that we're doing or a client call that we're having. Yeah. This is a fun space to work in. So how can we try to bring some more levity to yep. to the things that we do to be a better partner? Yeah, perfect. So there's a lot of services within that. Mm-hmm. Um, as a business owner, like how do you find managing everything? Because so when I set up Overdrive, like I guess it's the difference really is that's, we do paid media, right. that's it, um, which means it's just super focused on what we're offering and who's doing what and all that type of stuff. But the scope of what we could do is within that right, world, right? right? Yeah. Um, but how do you find it as an agency owner when you're managing lots of different services, tying bigger projects together, the consulting side? How have you found that? Yeah, it's a good question. And I laugh only because early on, when I started Indie a few years ago, everyone was like, just pick a couple things that you're really good at. And I was like, no, we're going to do it all, Um, which has its pros and cons for sure. I think, you know, ultimately we're problem solving. And and the ideal scenario is that a client brings something to us and then we can say like out of all of our capabilities and tools, this is what we think is best and how we can be most impactful. And Mm -hmm. hopefully that process is easier than them going to find multiple partners and stitch it together. And we can take that that position of being the quarterback to some extent, which is nice. but the cons of that, like sometimes we get it wrong. And I think that that's hard sometimes, yeah, right? Like you think one thing is going to be the answer and then it's not. So we definitely try to set the precedent up front that agility is a key aspect of this. And we do yeah. like three month projects a lot to get started yeah. so that we have the flexibility to change it if it's not right. Yeah. And I guess the benefit of offering different things in different channels is that you can, if that's not working, move to exactly change tack yes yeah absolutely how did you find going from working in-house full-time employee to being self-employed or a business owner how did you find that transition because everyone finds that different I think is it scary or fun or um I would say a mix of both and in some ways having control, I shouldn't even say control because that gives it a negative connotation, but having the freedom to make your days and your your weeks what you want them to look like is yeah. a pretty awesome feeling. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can kind of choose your own destiny to some extent, yeah. but it's was a huge transition. I mean, it's jolting, right? Like yeah. you take all these things for granted that you don't realize are giving you security yeah. until they're not there anymore. And then yeah. you're like, what did I just do? Like I, <laughs> I didn't even realize how much I appreciated health insurance and a steady income and promise of a future in a year, you know, like all that gets, yeah, exactly. It gets stripped away. Um, But I think the pros outweigh that and you get comfortable with it. Yeah, you definitely do. Like I, I've probably worked more like my adult life. I spent more of my adult life working for myself or running my own business than I have being employed. So when I, had a job I found it probably more uncomfortable getting the same amount of money every month Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) it's weird isn't it it is weird um but I do also look back really fondly on 
when I left that job to set up Overdrive, it was really exciting. Yeah. It's scary, but really exciting it at the same exciting. time. Um, and then how long was it from setting up to hiring your first employee? A year. A year. Yeah, so I was a year solo. Wow. And that was an interesting experience. It, then you're doing everything, aren't you? Mm-hmm. So the work, mm-hmm. the admin, mm-hmm. the finances. Oh, yeah. The insurance. <laughs> yeah. Everything. Yeah. I mean, the good thing about that is now I can say, like, I've done all of those different things. Yeah. Like, I personally invoiced clients and yeah. have made a P&L and yeah, yeah. chased people when they haven't paid me yeah. and all those fun things. Um, but yeah, it's you do feel like you're on an island when you're in that phase because yeah. it's just you. Well, it's just mental, isn't mm-hmm. it? Like there's so many plates to spin. Mm-hmm. But I think you are right. Having had the experience of doing everything across the business means that when you, when you get to that point where you can start to delegate out or outsource it or employ people to do the work, you've done it. Yeah. And that's that's really good because you understand the details within it. Yes. Which I think is a real positive. I think so too. Yeah. And um, what are some of the harder lessons you've learned? Because how, sorry, rewind the clock a little bit. Yeah. How long have you been in business? Within? Three and a half years. Okay. So, and now you're 15-ish people. Yes. Yeah. So that's pretty quick, mm-hmm. right? So, <laughs> I mean, again, it's all relative. Some agencies scale massively really quickly in my world, Nought to 15, I guess, with the first employee two and a half years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That is pretty quick, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the lessons you've learned across that time? Good ones, hard ones, bad ones, yeah. positive ones? Yeah. I mean, gosh, I've learned so much. Um, I think, you know, from a business perspective, there's so much about the nuts and bolts that yeah. you don't know. It's like you, you realize at some point, and I think I had this like a year and a half in where I was like, wow, there's so much I don't know. And yeah. that is, that's intimidating, right? Yeah. Like there's probably something around the bend that I have absolutely no idea yeah. that I'm supposed to be doing, whether it's from a tax perspective or state compliance perspective or yeah. employee law perspective that I don't yeah. know anything about. So yeah. I think being okay, knowing that you don't know everything is huge and also if that's the case how do you bring people into your ecosystem that know those things yeah like that is critical that has to happen yeah and i think that's a really good one actually in that no one knows everything but there are lots of experts out there who Mm -hmm. do know those things Mm -hmm. and are readily available to bring them in you know bring in and it's once you start to get um your head around that everything becomes a lot easier, I think. Yes. I think, anyway. Yes, I think so. That's been my experience. Yeah. Um, And then I think personally, I mean, you know, you're in school, you go work at at different types of companies and you look to your company to teach you, make you better, you know, inspire you. You put that onus on them. And then when you get away from that, it's just you, the accountability just goes through the roof, right? You're like, whoa, this is my responsibility to make myself better and to improve and learn. And um, that's an interesting transition. So I feel like at every phase, even though we've grown really fast, but at every phase of the business that we've been in so far, it's like constantly shedding versions of yourself, right? Because you hire one person and you have to act a little bit, you have to be different for them. You have to show up differently for them. You have a leadership team, like what does that mean for me then as a leader? Now I have leaders that I'm a leader, but I have leaders that have people like that's a very different transition as well. So I think I never expected starting a business to be as introspective 
as it's been, like yeah. it has forced me to really look at myself in ways that I hadn't. Yeah, definitely. And that's, um, well, you can't help but learn as you go through that process. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a big learning curve, yes. isn't it? Yeah. Um, cool. And then I guess in terms of like new business, like where does that come from for you? How do you market the business? Are you doing any kind of proactive outbound activity? How do you how yeah. do you run your business? Where does it come from? Yeah, honestly, I would say probably 80% of our business has come from word of mouth and current client referrals, which has been great. Excellent. Yeah, it makes my life easier. It makes yeah. our team's life easier. Um, you know, outside of that, I think we've tried to work on at, at appropriate times, making sure that we're showing up in the best way possible when people yeah. want to go find more information on us or seek out indie. Yep. So of course, like the, the basic, the website and LinkedIn, and we just launched a TikTok probably a couple months ago now. Okay, cool. So that's been an interesting experience that yeah. is then extending onto Instagram. So we're trying to do some content uh, right. development and thought leadership where we can as well. So yep. I think we have a really smart group of people and, and we want to know as much about this space. So why not share that a little yep. bit too? So yeah, definitely. It's interesting how like referrals are so key. Yes. And so many agencies live and die on their, mm -hmm. the hill of referrals. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's, they, do you find them predictable or unpredictable? Because I think when you, when your main source of business, new business is referrals, you can have a great month with loads of referrals. Mm -hmm. You can have a really quiet month with no referrals. How do you find that in the US and with what you're doing? Yeah, uh, it's very unpredictable. I mean, it ebbs and flows a lot. Sometimes, like, well, when it rains, it pours, it seems. Yeah. You know, we'll have like six highly qualified referred new things in the pipeline that are all trying to close at the same time. And then it will be like crickets for like three weeks and you're like, oh my God, this is it. No one's going to refer us anymore. So um, but that, it doesn't ever work. I mean, it just, that's the nature of the game, I think. Yeah. Uh, but we are currently right now trying to figure out other ways to have a more consistent flow of, of leads and yeah. what are some tactics for that? I think there's so many ways to go about it that yeah, definitely. It's, it's trial by fire to some extent. Yeah, it is. And I, th I think, um, like, we're definitely still learning on that front. And it just, I think as long as you're trying different things all the time and you're keeping going with the basics, um, it's, you know, you will be improving. Yeah. Like we work with a really good, um, like, new business consultant comes in every now and again and we talk about new business and he's really cool and he gets it all. And like, his big thing is, like, there's no silver bullet. It's just about consistency. Keep the tap on. Keep the like activity that. going. Yeah. Even if that's just basic activity and that's that's the thing. Right. Like, there's no silver bullet to it, is there? I mean, it's good to hear because I do think that you're like, is there some magic thing that I should be doing to help, you know, help us grow faster? But... There doesn't seem to be that I've found yet, so it's actually reassuring to hear that's not the case. I don't think it exists. Yeah. I don't think it exists. But I do, I do like the challenge of B two B marketing. I really enjoy it for our own clients, right. for us, because it's so different to running marketing for e commerce. It is, for example, very different. You know, and like, how do you remain present in front of the right people? Um, all of that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. like, I just love it. It's a great challenge. Mm -hmm. It it's is a good challenge. challenge. Um, so if you rewound, rewound the clock, like three and a half years, what would you tell yourself? What advice would you give to yourself? That's a great question. 
Um, honestly, that it's a roller coaster. Yeah. And there's going to be really high highs and there's going to be really low lows and being able to find different ways to stabilize yourself during those ups and downs is part of the fun, right? Yeah. And like not, I mean, there were times where like, you know, especially early days where I would be like, up all night like oh god uh you know what if we lose this client then what does that mean for me or what if this person doesn't want to work for us like they could leave tomorrow and then what um and now you look back at those things and you're like why was i so worried about that like it's gonna be fine so i think just enjoying it yeah not that i haven't but yes exactly like gosh who would have predicted that so i think just knowing that this it's part of the process um Yeah, I think that's right. And they always come out the other end in some shape or form. Yes. You know? Um, yeah. Have you ever read the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck? No, but I have heard about it, so I feel like I need to read it. It's a good book. And it kind of, um, I think that book or, you know, whatever you, you're into, but it's to- it ba- it's basically about compartmentalizing, I mm-hmm. think. Like, what do I really care about? What should I really worry about? Right. And what should I not really worry about? And it's just a really, I think is a really good way to get through today yeah i yeah. think um yeah highly recommended i will check it out highly recommended um so you mentioned before we started talking that you've hired your team is based across the u.s mm-hmm. you're not in one place um has that has it been that way from the start because i think a lot of businesses have been forced into doing that but being forced into working remotely or having a remote team is very different to consciously deciding that's how you're going to grow your business yeah so it was that way from the start uh pre-pandemic and that was the vision for it was that we would be a fully remote group okay an idealistic vision to say the least uh the realities of that are more challenging than i probably would have expected them to be but it did help during the pandemic that we had kind of already established that culture and the ways of working that come along with that, which was nice. So, you know, now post pandemic, we do have been getting together quarterly because in-person time is still one fun and it's important, right? So definitely important. So you fly people in from all parts of the U S into one location and have a great weekend. Yeah. Honestly, it's pretty fun. Yeah, we usually do three days and we choose different locations depending upon the weather, of course, and, uh, you know, where people are. And it's been it's been great. That's amazing. Yeah. And have you found like one of the biggest benefits must be your talent pool is much wider than if you were in North Carolina Mm -hmm. and you were based there. That's where your office was. Has that played true? Yes. Yeah. So a lot more kind of talent available to you yes which has been nice yeah because it is i think that's the real positive are there any bigger challenges with it like beyond kind of face-to-face time and stuff like that like if is there a like what would you say is the flip side to that i mean the flip side and this is a challenge specific to the united states is that every time we hire someone in a new state there's a whole new set of rules is there really Mm -hmm. yeah so right now we have people in nine states and we have nine different sets of rules that we have to follow as a business as an employment guidance yes. employment laws yes insurance compliance you name it i didn't know it differed per state like mm-hmm. that me either so okay well learned, lessons learned i have learned a lot huge lesson learned huge lesson learned and are they big differences subtle differences pretty drastic differences wow yeah 
Wow. So that has been an experience for sure. Wow. And I guess as an employer, you're regulating with the state in which the employee is based, not the state in which you're hiring from. Correct. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's tricky. Mm -hmm. It is tricky. tricky. (laughs) But you don't have the overhead of an office. Exactly. You know, Mm -hmm. the talent pool's bigger. It's yin and yang, isn't it? Exactly. I guess. Yeah. Perfect. Well, look, thank you so much. That was a really interesting chat. Um, really appreciate your time. Hope you enjoyed the really nice week here in London with the sun out because thank it's rare. You. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> All right, take care. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, please do come and subscribe. Join us for future episodes where we talk about the ins and outs of running paid media and driving improved conversions and revenue for your business. See you next time.